Hi again, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Dead Men Talk. And, you know, this season's just going to get better and better, really. And I've got not one, but two guests for you at the same time here today. And they are um, just just two of the guys. It was meant to be three, but we got just two of the guys who are involved in a very, very um, brilliant independent film called Game Day. I welcome along Dean Simone and Pete Postoglione. How are you? Hey, guys. All right. Good, doing great. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Hopefully, Pete, I didn't butcher that too much. Like I said, I've been practicing. Postiglione. <laughs> Postiglione. There we go. There we go. Got there in the end. Got there in the end. I'm, I'm all, I'm all one for people asking how to pronounce names and that. So at least I didn't ask you to spell it. All good. So, guys, thank you so much for coming along. This is, um, it's, it's, it's such a pleasure to to have you on to talk about your. Uh, to talk about your movie we'll 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 get into it in a moment other than that you know to, to begin with i i loved it i i i must admit i hadn't heard of it before but then i went and watched it knowing you were coming on brilliant film so we will get into the actual film itself um but just to just to give our our audience a bit of a flavor to begin with you know just um sort of in turn if you kind of introduce yourself a little bit about what you've done obviously we know we know you're you know actors producers as well you're the guys behind this film as well as many others just give us a flavor of of what you've done in the past which brought you to game day whichever one first whichever one uh, yeah so uh, yeah i'll jump in um i've kind of uh <laughs> uh i call myself a lifer i've been doing this for almost uh 22 years now uh on all sides of the camera i did start out as an actor uh doing local community theater and and being on stage and then i did some musical theater for about eight years professionally. And then, um, I don't know, I kind of made that transi- transition, I think like a lot of us do to wanting to take on like more of a directorial um, yeah. role, uh, writing, and then producing just kind of came natural to me because I've, um, I've coached basketball and or baseball and or a sport my entire life. Okay. Um, so, from that point of view, I think the production part or the producing part just was an easy transition for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I opened up in acting school about three years ago with Val, my business partner, who's mm-hmm. not able to make it today, but um, hopefully you'll get her on the show at, at some point. Um, but she, um, her and I opened this acting studio uh, called the Actors Co-op, where I had the opportunity to coach a young kid who was then getting vetted for one of the lead roles in Dean's movie that he wrote uh, called Game Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just you know, kind of hit it off from there. And they were telling me about this movie called Game Day about a Philadelphia family and they wanted to shoot it in Atlanta. And I said, why not come to Philadelphia? Uh, which, you know, in turn, turns out that, that Dean is originally from this area. Um, oh, okay. And I literally met Dean, you know, a short time ago. Uh, but Dean and I hit it off in such a way where we just felt this simpatico, this, um, you know, this, this old familiar feeling that, mm. that people get, you know, uh, and, and we've been, I don't know, I feel like we've been close our entire lives. That's just kind of the way it feels. Um, that's cool. So that's, that's kind of how I fell into the mix. And I was asked to produce. Um, I was lucky enough to have a small role in it, uh, but I was asked to produce. And then uh, I, uh, was asked to be the assistant director as well, so I ad'd this Ooh. film as well as produced it and as well as acted in it. Very cool. So your 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 fingerprints are all over it, really. Uh, yeah. Angle, so. yeah. Cool. Awesome. 
Labor of love, as they say. <laughs> awesome. Dean, how about you, mate? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Pete. You know, I, I'm definitely been a, a jerk of all trades, master of few. <laughs> and um, I, 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 um, I, too, am a Philadelphian like Pete. And, and echo Pete's feelings. Uh, we really uh, hit, just hit it off. Like, like we've known each other our whole lives. We have very similar backgrounds. I coach sports as well. Um, and uh, we just very, very much similar to each other and spoke similar language, as was the case also with Val. Um, Edgar and John Paul Rice have had a, uh, their production company and their partnership for, for many years, uh, both great at what they do. Edgar is a phenomenal director. I've worked with Edgar in the past, and he is a, a seeker of the truth. And uh, he is definitely a poo-pooer of bullshit, man. So <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get away with too much uh, crap. No acting tricks with Edgar. Um, That's what I had, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so what what I did was I had um, I had written a script um, that I took to him, and he loved the script. But he's he was like, you know, he had this idea. He said you should you should write a, a something that's sort of based on you know your family in a way. Mm. Obviously, and we like to say uh, just to remind people that this movie is not a documentary. It is a, a fictional work. Mm. Uh, thank God uh, <laughs> that would be that would be like you know a, a verse out of a Morrissey um, <laughs> song if uh, if, if it was that bad. Uh, but um, that's, a, rate, that's a quality reference uh, to to bring yeah, Morrissey right, into that. Right. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, one of my favorites, man. Cool. So um, I I started writing it with Edgar. Um, it just continued to progress. It snowballed. We hooked up. Um, John and me and Edgar with Val and Pete and these guys just what they did in Philadelphia from locations to actors all the actors or Philadelphia actors in it um they just crushed it um and uh it's so much so that that me Val and Pete are going to be uh we are starting pre-production on, on another film that we're going to be doing uh in the next year and and uh we just love the Philly flavor and everything that goes into being Philadelphia. So uh, we, we took the whole thing there, all of all of all of our experiences, and um, man, we dug in, Chris. Mm. Eyeball, eyeballs, man, and we really uh, we 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 bared it all. So yeah, and it's, it's, it's moving on to the film itself. Like I say, I I, I watched it over the weekend. And, you know, by nature, I'm I'm more of a horror fan. I do kind of entertain a lot of, you know, if there's good films out there, you know, I'll, uh, I, I will, I will watch them. I've, I've never been, I've never been drawn to kind of more kind of the, the, the drama sort of side. So I, I went in a little bit, a little bit wary. I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this. Knowing as well that the, it's, it's based around, you know, the tradition of um, the family getting together to watch, you know, football game, whatever. We do have that over here because obviously, you know, soccer, as you know, over here is, is mad. You have families that do the same thing. Right. I've never been part of one of those. So I didn't know if I was going to relate, but it's what I quickly found is the football, the the, the game itself is all is just the backdrop, really. This is, it's just what brings the families together and then all of this drama kind of explodes with it going on in the background. That in itself kept me wanting to find out more you know is what was going to happen what more is going to come out first question really about the the story of it is i've heard you say as well before like you just said then 
it's a, it's a drama, not a documentary. Um, are all are all game days sort of this, um, you know, emotional? This kind of oh, what was the word volatile? Is the one that I sort of had in my mind. You know, is is there some kind of truth in that element of it? Did you indulge in it a little bit? Well, um, yes, they are. They are always uh, definitely volatile and uh, and and vitriolic, and all the V's that you could possibly want to throw in there to describe what a Philadelphia. Uh, in fact, uh, the Eagles just played the Cowboys a couple nights ago. Okay, uh, that was actually you know the game day game, which is the Eagles yeah. against the Cowboys. And I do want to say something before I address your issue mm. and. Does too is that thank you for making the very um, astute observation that this movie really has nothing to do with football. Mm. It really is. It is purely an arena. So we want mm. everyone to know it. And thank you so much for saying it. That's right. You know, this is a this is about family. It's about family dysfunction. It's about the fact that um, for whatever it is, whether it's a it's a football game, it's it's a it's a holiday, it's mm. somebody's birthday, it is some event, a wedding. We are so often throw, thrown and thrust into situations with, with family members that we have a great relationship with, a terrible relationship with, trying to rectify yeah. things with, estrangement. So it's really navigating your way through the family dynamic and trying to figure out who the hell you are, yeah. um, which is, uh, let's face it, I mean, that's, isn't that really kind of, that's a lifelong thing for all of us. So yeah. game yeah. day, that was just the day that that all came about for all of us. So it was really metaphorical, met, a metaphor for us. Mm. It was our emotional game day. Um, yeah. So that's how I tie it in. What do you say, Pete? Um, yeah, to piggyback Dean, um, there's, it's multi-generational within the house, which also adds a dynamic. Mm. Um, you know, they expose deep rivalries that exist within the, you know, the siblings, the parents, mm. the grandparents, you know, all the way down the line. And um, to this day, I've always said that each person in this film is fighting for their lives. Like they yeah. need to make a decision that is life or death for the rest of their lives. In other mm. words, am I going to win or lose here? Either way, I just need to make a decision. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and the point was already made. The backdrop could have been soccer mm. or, you know, in football. Yeah. Um, you know, it could have been any sport. Mm. don't get us wrong that yeah. rivalry that exists between philadelphia and dallas is pretty strong and you know anybody who's from this area you know they'll say dallas sucks and we hate dallas and like <laughs> you know that's there's definite truth in that um that's, but uh that's a know, cool that was, dynamic to bring into it you know like, yeah, yeah already and, you've got that feeling there's tension that so and i think what one of the most interesting things about the script when dean uh, presented it to us was that this story, you know, unfolds over four quarters of football, mm. even though yeah. you're very rarely paying attention to the football game. It's part of it, but, you know, it's kind of separated into those, those yeah. four quarters, which I always felt was such a great dynamic mm. for the story. I was just, I love that, that element of it, you know, when it starts off and I think it starts off with the subtitle, you know, pre pre-game show or something yeah, like that you, you get the yeah. feeling it's just getting going yeah, yep. uh, yeah. as I, I'm, a, I'm a writer myself and in i like obviously the way stories come together in chapters or little you know short snippets or whatever so immediately i i, I did relate to that and i thought yeah i it gave oh, it, it gave it a good feel you 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 knew then what the 
kind of structure was going to be and that it was going to build to something. So thank you. I, you know, that was something I really um, felt strongly about. And that, that was a real starting point in my, in my head with writing it uh, because I felt, yeah, you, you, mm. you know, you needed to have that structure and that thought of like a game or like anything it's moving in, in an incremental way that, that yeah. makes sense. And Edgar is a terrific writer as well. Um, and we really, um, we really did our best. Um, and I know you being a, um, you know, a horror film writer and aficionado yourself, you know that it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a rom-com, it could be a family drama, it could be a war picture, it could be a horror film. Mm. Every one of those scenes have to pay off. Every one of those scenes have to start here and go here and the characters do as well. And yeah. um, we all worked our asses off to make yeah. sure that that was occurring. Pete is a, is a terrific writer and director himself as well as being an actor. So we were all like, Chris, I'm telling you, our sleeves were rolled up every one of those scenes and we uh and, and there was there may not have been tons of money but there was definitely tons of thought love blood sweat and tears that yeah. went into every one of those scenes and and how those scenes um developed but thank you for for seeing yeah. that that, no that, that was interesting it was very uh, Edgar's as well. i'm sorry no uh, i just want to follow up to edgar's credit as well uh dean had mentioned what a great director edgar is and, and I agree. I mean, I was there beside him, you know, for every hour of every day. And um, he would he would do some orthodox things, some unorthodox mm. things. And he'd kind of be looking at him like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and then and then you'd watch the actors, you know, go through their process of just trying to do exactly how he wanted it done. Yeah. And it might have been for a half a second of a moment, yeah. you know, within the scene or a reaction or a look. But watching it happen was mm -hmm. like it, it was really, really uh, a cool experience for me being on that side. Yeah, of that's because cool. I did learn a great deal from him. Um he's uh dean's right he said you know edgar edgar would watch a take and he'd be like oh my god wow i'm so bored can we stop doing it like that please and can we do it like human beings and not make this a hallmark movie and we're all looking at each other like why that was so good <laughs> you can't, you, you've got to have someone from the more sort of with independent eye haven't you He's, you do you do yeah. and i think edgar had his vision you know and and part of our roles as actors and individuals who, you know, acquiesce to the director, like part of mm. our role is to say, okay, let's, let's see what's happening here, where this is going. I mean, there, there were many times where we were just kind of in disagreement, you know, yeah, which yeah. on every set, but mm. I think the overarching theme of this was we became a family. Yeah. We were in one house for 14 days, right? <laughs> there were a couple other locations but, you know, Val always says this, and she always says that the family dynamic that was created by us, you know, the crew and the, and the, and the actors, mm. was largely a part of why we felt so good about this movie. It was, mm. it was raw. It was as raw as it gets at times. And we take breath at the end of the scene just to kind of decompress a little bit because yeah. it's so raw. I mean, there are times in this movie where your stomach is just in knots. 
Right. You're watching all of this unfold and you're like, oh my God, I feel so uneasy about this. Why do I feel so uneasy? You know, for me and Dean, we're like, yeah, that's a typical Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Italian, you know? It's like, you were like, why do you feel so uneasy? This is really like light fair to us. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, you, you know, the movie is definitely got a uh, decidedly punk rock um vibe to it you know it's 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 a it's a it's a punk rock movie it in in that rawness i heard this um i think i saw this it was a it was a meme um but it was really funny it said and please if you're an ex-hippie don't don't write me and hate me but i (laughs) said hippies um are bad people pretending to act good and punks are good people pretending to act bad okay (laughs) and and and, and I think that it that there is a there is an element of being able to really bear it all. Um, and any artist that I've ever loved, it, you know, whether it's Marlon Brando or John mm-hmm. Lennon um, or or Johnny Rotten, it doesn't matter to me. They all have one thing in common, which is they're throwing it out there, um, just throwing it out. And mm-hmm. you like it, Morrissey. There's another yeah, guy. Yeah. You can like it, love it, hate it, okay, um, but it's being thrown out, and we all made it a a dis, just a a distinct, I don't know, uh, need every one of us to 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 tell that kind of truth and to throw it out there like that, and uh, I I feel like that's what makes it work, and that's what makes it resonate, and that's what why we're so proud of it, man. Yeah. We're, and you, and you should be because you know you, you say all the all the work. I mean, you guys weren't only in front of the camera, behind the camera as well. I think I feel that comes through. I mean, it's a it is a very very polished film for for an independent film. You yeah. know, I've seen, I've, I've I've delved into quite a lot of them, and some of them, you know, they do just resemble someone's you know art school project or something. But this was you know very very you know not no disrespect to them you know but I still enjoy them to some degree. Yeah. But but this one was very you know I I I honestly thought I was watching something with with a big budget that had been done by a, a you know a huge studio. It really came across really well. Thank um, you, Chris. We, no worries. We uh, what's the sort of touching on your your kind of dual roles? I know you know Dean, you had more of a kind of starring role in the film. Um, Pete, obviously, you had a smaller role towards the end. But how do you kind of juggle the two? Really, I've always been interested in 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 you know, actors that are able to do both, you know, what's the, what's the dynamic like there being able to do sort of both roles? In terms of both roles, in terms of being like the actor and then, you know, being behind the scenes as well, you know, how do you, how do you keep both going? Pete, you go, bud. (laughs) So, um, I find that being trained as an actor, has helped be on the other side because mm. I kind of understand the experience and the process. Yeah. And so even though I'm AD, even though I'm producer and I'm watching the actors, I'm still acting out every scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like even though I'm not that character, I'm I'm acting out every scene. I'm feeling every scene. I'm going yeah. through all those experiences. So when it came time for me to step in, I felt like I had already been in it. Sure. You know, so it wasn't that big of a stretch. Um, plus, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about all the actors in this movie. There are, they're superb. 
Mm. And, and, you know, sometimes you'll do an independent film and you'll get like the top five will be superb. And then the rest is kind of just fill in. Yeah. Every yeah. role in this movie was acted as, as best as humanly possible. These, I cannot say enough about the acting in this film. I really mm. can't. Like I get crazy because I know all these people. <laughs> and I've been saying for years how talented these folks were. And I'm like, now people are going to get a chance to see how talented yeah. these, these young, you know, actors are, um, you know, and, and Dean as well, like Dean and I were just, it was just like, when can we act in the scene again? <laughs> like, how fast can this happen? Like, let's go, let's go. You know, and, and, and we're like, you know, when you're acting with someone of that caliber and someone's willing to give you and you're willing to give back, it's like, yeah. it, it's just fun and it's exciting. And I was like a kid. I really, you know, that's cool. yeah, I, mean, I was like a little kid. I can't wait to, that's why I'm excited about this next project too, because I, I get a chance to play again. Cool. <laughs> and you know pete was in silver linings playbook and was doing scenes with um with um bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence and i mean he was like okay. like toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh swinging for the fences with him man so you know i i mean wow. that's that's my praise coming from pete because he's a hell of an actor and um he, not only did he do a great job in, in the acting part he did in the film which was a small part but it was a very pivotal part that he nailed really mm. nailed yeah. um but also the amount of what he did like behind the scenes behind mm. the camera was just staggering as was with val mm. um what those guys did was just amazing um as far as myself in terms of the switching of the hats um my end of the production was doing things like I got like a lot of the local iconic uh, businesses like Pat Steaks and, um, okay. and um, uh, uh, Primo Hoagies and That's Ravioli, uh, Ravioli, right? And so I, I I got a lot of those sponsors, okay. and that was I enjoyed. My dad was a salesman, and there's a lot of selling selling elements that go into making films. I'm sure mm -hmm. I don't need to tell you, Chris. You know what it's like. Yes. People don't realize that like so much of making indie films is you is raising the money no right. nobody wants to be like clear about that because it's you know but you know it's not romantic but no. it's it's the facts you got no. you got to get the money yeah so um we we did that and then that end of the production was kind of done the writing was kind of a non-stop thing because we were punching and changing as we went along and um, but once I dove into the character, once I dive into the character, um, I have such an unbelievable love and passion for acting mm -hmm. that I just I'm I'm just locked in at that moment. You know, from action to cut, it's like um, locked in. I know you can attest to this too. I we have, have athletic backgrounds, and it's sort of like when you're when you're playing baseball, and you know, you it's literally like. When you, when you step up to the batter's box, like there's really nothing going, you're just, you're locked in. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, yes, you're kind of aware of other elements. I'm sure when you're a pro and it's like staggering amounts of people and that's going on, but even those guys, they're locked in, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's the same with being that's an actor. Analogy. Baseball's a good analogy because you are literally, when you're in that batter's box, it's like one pitch at a time. Yeah, you yeah. Really focus on anything else because, those things are coming 100 miles an hour. I was going to say, you ain't got long, have you? No. <laughs> less than a tenth of a second to even decide. Yeah. You know, so that's a great analogy. Um, and cool. Dean was locked in. 
you know, so was Shelly. I like again, this, this cast was just great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I often talked about this with Dean and and you know with with anybody who's willing to listen that there are really strong female characters in this movie. Uh, yeah, the yeah. mom to, to you know the woman Val obviously plays Jamie. Yeah. Um, Jamie's character I think goes through the biggest metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest change, you know, you really see physically when she's dressed up at the end and that yeah. moment that her and and Dean have at the end. It's just it was such a great moment to watch on screen as well as live. And Shelly, uh, the Shelly uh, Breitling, who who played uh, the grandma. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. You wouldn't mess with either of those. You know, that's <laughs> thing that I took away from it. Like, I'm glad I wasn't in that. So. In the fight scene when uh, when Val was breaking us up, and I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't do a spoiler uh, alert in the situation there. Um, but there's a fight that occurs, and it calls for uh, Jamie Val's character to break us up, and literally Val lifted me and carried me four feet. <laughs> the world is moving <laughs> so no i would not mess with val in any oh. way shape or form man she's a tough cookie <laughs> I, I would I, I would be remiss not to mention i know pete uh who actually is highly responsible for this gentleman being in the movie was the person who played my father tony yeah. nevin mm-hmm. he passed away um, i saw that yeah uh, and it was a real heartbreaker and uh he he terrific actor and did a terrific job and we're really glad that we gave him something really meaty to do um at the end there and uh he he will be fondly respected and remembered so we did want to always we always like to mention tony and yeah Yeah. also nick who played um my 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 problem child my middle son (laughs) charismatic handsome great actor mike jensen who is just just a fantastic singer and actor and presence was great too. And Michelle who played Michelle, uh, my mm-hmm. ex, it was fantastic. And it was just, Pete is absolutely right, man. It really was a blessing because you know, man, sometimes you don't know no. people could audition well, or you figure, you know, they're raw, but you know, we'll get this out of them on the, mm-hmm. on this, you know, but you never know until you're there and you're doing the scenes. And man, every scene was like Disneyland, man. It was like, wow, this is great. This is totally, totally clicking, man. And and, and uh, that was that was super awesome. I do want to mention something too, just to piggyback to something you said, because it, it, it struck me when you were talking about you're a horror film aficionado. Mm. You you write, do you write horror films as no, well? No, write horror novels. But yeah, you know, maybe one day. Oh, I'm wow. still I'm still waiting for mine to be, you know, one of mine to be kind of discovered. So oh, that's uh, really interesting. Well. What what do you, what is the biggest difference for for you in writing a novel and writing a screenplay? Like what is what is what is the what is the jump? What is the difference? The the jump at the minute is is I think I've never I've never um, I've looked at writing a screenplay and I think I've always been put off by it because I know it looks a lot more technical than literally all I because <clears throat> I don't plan any of my novels I just sit down and I just write whatever comes at my fingers really and I think it's if I was able to get get around the sort of you know the technical side, I would have a go at it, but I find it quite intimidating. So you know, if I if I knew of anyone who'd be able to take one of my books or take an idea I've got and, and be able to do that, you know, yeah, fantastic. But uh, oh, that yeah. I, I'm I'm sure that you could you could crush it moving over. And believe me, I mean, with things now like uh, 
uh, final draft and that kind of stuff. They really do all the tactical aspects for okay. you. As long as you really understand, it's still all the same basic things of, mm. about having, you know, in, you know, it, it, you're opening 10 pages and you're, you're inciting incident and your pinch points and your plot points. And yeah. it's, you know, I mean, you re read Sid Fields and it's still basically holds true um, to this day, a lot of the stuff that's in there. But yeah. to the point earlier that you were saying about uh, speaking of horror films, you know, mm -hmm. I just the other day, I watched um, The Exorcist with my 15 year old. Okay, yeah. Uh, he had never seen it before. And of course, you know, by today's standards, those special effects are almost tame. You know, I yeah. mean, it's really not a, a big deal. I mean, for me, I actually saw it when it came out. I was 13 and I went mm -hmm. to the movie theater and saw it by myself. And um, it was definitely like, um, it's, man, you talk about <laughs> time, you know, and there's a film. I mean, it's a like it. it. Yeah. So it's a horror film. It really is not about the devil or horror things at all. It's really about absence of father and what can happen in, in, in a life when that occurs. And, yeah. you know, and I think that, that occurs, that's the case with any great film or any great novel, you know, mm. it's very often not about the obvious thing that it appears to be about. And I, uh, that's, that's what really gets me with, you know, with horror film, I know we're wandering a little bit sort of away from your film here, but with horror films, what, what I really love is, is what isn't there. Cause I think what I find with a lot of modern horror films is it's, it's there too soon. And, you know, too much is given away. And I think, I think back to one of my favorites that's been released in sort of last 10, 15 years is Cloverfield. Um, I know it kind of crosses between sci-fi and horror, but you, you never really get to see what it is. There's just little hints here and there. You get that tension. You, you, as when I guess when I'm when I'm writing in my stories, I try to have a little bit of that. I don't like to give much away, but I like the threat to be there, sort of you know the uneasiness, and that's what really gets me. Um, and and I guess that can apply to to any film genre. If there's something there that isn't being said or isn't being shown, that's that's what gets the mind working over time. You know, that's absolutely it, Chris. And 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 and, and to tie that back into what to our film and it, it was there was a lot of that <clears throat> certainly that edgar was pushing for as well as pete and myself all of us were trying to really find i mean isn't it really like you know not to get too uh bullshitty tactical about mm. you know and hoity-toity about it but really honestly almost every great work of art it's all about it's all about the subtext and what's yeah. coming out in the subtext, because that's really where all the truth lies is in between mm. those. You can have very full frontal attacks like punk rock was, but even punk rock, when you stop and read some of those um, Sex Pistol lyrics, or mm. you, you you read a guy, you know, or a guy like Morrissey or The Clash and things mm. that Joe Strummer would write and stuff. I mean, those are, there's some tongue in cheek stuff in there. There's some heavy stuff in there. There's some direct things in there, but there's a lot of subtext. Yeah. And, um, we spent a lot of time really searching for what the subtext was in the, mm. in, in the scene. It's not about Chris and Dean having a fight in the scene. It, it, you know, we're having a fight. Yeah. What do we have a fight? What's it really about? Well, yeah. What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Yeah. What, what's the battle I'm fighting internally? What's the battle you're fighting and how did that cross it? We busted our asses to make yeah. sure that every scene contained that. Otherwise, you got a lot of Italians yelling in a room, you know, <laughs> watching a football game. I think it, it starts quite strong because it starts, you get that kind of tension already within the first couple of scenes. You know something, at least one or two things are bubbling under the surface, but 
it, it, it's not been teased out yet and you kind of you spend the film just waiting for it to to come forward yeah. and it does sort of in time all of it true that is yeah. true. no time to breathe once we started there was no time to breathe no no How... train on the tracks it was going it was moving <laughs> you said you were shooting in the, in the house for 14 days i think earlier on is that is that how long it took you to sort of shoot the film or, or so we um we put 15 days on the books that we needed uh mm -hmm. the, that 15th day was going to be um you know a contingency day if we needed yeah. it uh to pick up any shots um but we had everything planned out for 14 day shoot six days on one day off um yeah. type of type of scenario um and uh and we located a house you know that we rented for that time period mm -hmm. and um that was actually where some some of the folks stayed and oh, okay you know we we really i mean credit to laffrey whiprod who was the director of photography for this film he made that house, the elements that appear in that house, how that house appeared. I mean, and, and, and you know, hats off to Val, too, because Val went into that house a week earlier than everyone else right. and got that house ready for us to come into. Okay. I was a little bit a part of that, but like Val did all of the heavy lifting. And even during the production, she's playing this Jamie role, which is heavy as can be anyway. Yeah. But her and Dean are actually cleaning the house. <laughs> Before we shoot the scenes, and I love this story, and I'm gonna let Dean uh, tell. Housework. Like Italians, Italians in their kitchen, it has to be spotless before you even start. So, Dean, take it away, please. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, there is a very big element. Like, um, and and there are some things that are autobiographical about the story. Yes, my older parents do live with us, and I can tell you, um, an Italian mother's kitchen is like you literally could have surgery in the kitchen okay i mean it is it's, it's wow. beyond words okay. and so we really felt um because some of the um people that were staying there we love them dearly but you know house cleaning is one of their like strong points no, or what no. they like to do so that that kitchen was looking more like uh where some artistic young filmmakers live and not where a 80 year old italian mom would be sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so man me and val were like we're looking at it and we're like this isn't right so we're <laughs> like okay we gotta clean pete's like we, we what we <laughs> 40 minutes 40 minutes chris we yeah. had a whole production for 40 yeah. minutes so it was so clean. me and val are in there oh, yeah. clean and and you know and val was like get out <laughs> <So> <laughs> But, oh, that's but, true. You know, I forgot about that part, but they kicked yeah. everyone else out so that Dean could do it the proper way. It was great. Brilliant. It did add. It, it did add to it. And anybody who's an Italian American, um, especially ones from those areas like ourselves, man, they'll tell you that's that's no joke. You're not. Mm. You're, you are not showing a sloppy Italian American <laughs> of an eighty year old. Because, yeah. We'll talk about fiction, baby. That I was going to say, they'd pull you up on that quite quickly. That'd be the one. Yeah, that, right. They wouldn't get past that. So. Not, not get <laughs> out of here with that fake-ass kitchen. That's right. Yeah. That's uh, but that was, um, yeah, that was the intent. Uh, and, and a funny story about Tony Devin, and I know we spoke about him. And, and again, you know, we're mm. very blessed to have worked with him in his last, last you know, hurrah. But um I was making eggs and coffee for myself one morning and uh, Tony Devin comes in 
I'm over there pouring a cup of coffee. He grabs my plate of eggs. He grabs the coffee. He says, thanks. Make yourself one. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind Brilliant. of a-hole Tony Devin was. Superman, <laughs> super guy, but he was an a-hole at times. Uh, but the kind of guy that you love because you love to hate him because hey, I mean he would make these gutter sounds before every take. You'd be like, blah, blah. <laughs> like who, what what are you doing that for? <laughs> but that was him. That was him. And he's, he's, you know, he's earned the right to do that. He's been around a long time. Yeah. He knew his place and he made sure you knew yours. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask actually about, again, that I noticed about this film, which I've always been interested in when I've watched films like this, is, is most of it does take place in one setting. What are the, does that, sort of constrict does that give you more boundaries because you've got you know less space to kind of play out a story or, or is it does it let you hone in on the characters and what's going on you know what are the yin and yang almost of uh, of having that kind of setting well i believe it is cinematic haiku you know you've got five seven five to tell the story essentially or it's like you know it's like it's like the blues or country what do they say you know three chords in the truth it's kind of like what it is when you're in a situation that's like that. You know, it's three chords in the truth. You know, like, look, if we had the money or the resources, you know, God willing, maybe Pete and I and Val get to a point in the next 10 years where we, we can have that, uh, you know, multi-kajillion dollar settings that we would like to do. But I, I'll tell you the truth, man. I don't want to, like, hold us down to this, but mm. I don't even know if that's really where our interests are. To tell you I, I never really felt constrained by the surroundings because to me, it never really was about the surroundings other than being in Philly and making it authentic. The authenticity mm. was important, yeah. but in terms of the constraints, it felt no more constraint than, you know, did not to compare ourselves to him. But what mm. I'm saying is just, it sort of is like, I don't think that Shakespeare felt constrained by sonnets or having to be in, you know, iambic pentameter or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think in a way that's sort of freeing because you don't have to really think about, you know, um, well, how am I going to make the most of this yeah. set? Spent 50 kajillion dollars on it. We could sell, you know, fed South Yemen with this set, you know, set here. We didn't have that, man. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I didn't miss it. Did you, Pete? I felt, I felt like. No, this. I mean, to just, you know, from my point of view as the producer slash mm -hmm. AD, I was like, this would be a great way to save some money. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of locations. So our budget is what it is. We should spend it on the camera, the equipment, yeah, the yeah. Crew, you know, those types of things. And, um, and then, you know, the actor side of me, the coaching side of me is like that, that puts you in a space as an actor mm -hmm. where you have to be in the character. Now, I'm not saying that you don't always have to be, let me try to bring this back to, when you're in multiple locations, you're getting the stimulation from multiple locations, right? Yeah. yeah. And the stimulation's coming in and you're able to like, oh, that sun feels good. I could probably do this line with my face in the sun, Yeah. you know? you really have to dig into the core of your, of your actor, that character when there's nowhere to go. Sure. Okay. What am I really fighting for? Mm. What do I really want? How am I going to fucking survive? Like yeah, yeah. you don't have a choice, mm. right? You're in it. 
Like this is this is the only place I can go. I might be able to walk into the other room, but guess what? 15 feet the other direction is all the people that I fucking hate right now. <laughs> and I gotta learn how to deal with that. That's I mean, the yeah. truth of the story, you know, how the story was told. That's yeah. the truth of, of this story. Yeah. And you know, we did, and Dean mentioned this, like there was there were so many truths going on inside this film being drawn from every life experience that any of these actors had gone through mm. you know it wasn't necessarily what was happening in front of them but like there were moments that people were drawing on that yeah. you were watching some unbelievable acting happen and you're like holy shit where did that come from where did that person go you know and then at the end you're like well who cares who cares because it translated perfectly in this scene yeah um i mean there were so many takes day two was the hardest heavy lifting day if not day one for dean and val Okay. And they were in the bedroom at the culmination of their relationship where the Jamie character finally has enough strength to say, I have to leave. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that gives anything away, but like mm -hmm. those moments were literally day two. And there were so many like emotional heartfelt moments in those scenes. Like the two of them were crying at, you know, different parts of that, you know, you know, when we went through that scene or those sequences of scenes, it was so heavy and beautiful to watch as an actor, you know, yeah. and a teacher that I was like, holy shit, if half of these get on screen, we're going to be in a good way because yeah. there was really great moments early on. So, so you had some rich material to, uh, to pull from early on. And, and just to amplify what Pete said too, you know, I heard a, a great, um, Listening to a podcast with Peter Dinklage, um, and I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was mentioning how they had asked him some, you know, the question was something to the effect of like, you know, the sets are amazing, the effects are amazing. You know, um, do you think there will ever be something that comes on that like equals that in terms of where it it, it took and moved fantasy yeah. television? production and stuff and he made a really good comment and after he said it i was like um watching it watching the new house of dragons and also went back and watched some of the old game of thrones again mm -hmm. and you know something he said if you really watch every single scene it's just two people in a room he said that's all it is yeah yeah and yeah. he said it works because those two actors are kicking ass because the writing is kicking ass and mm -hmm. because the direction is kicking ass yeah you almost Forget the fact it. that it's really that small, but, you yeah. know, and you look at even things like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. How many locations was that? True. I mean, yeah. They're in one spot the whole time. And yeah. we never think in those terms when we watch that, because every one of those actors and the writing, they take us somewhere yeah. and we go on the ride with those guys. Yeah. And I, I feel like, um, you know, that gives us hope for indie films, especially when, you know, you're people like me and Pete and Val and, and yourself, I'm sure we're out there and we're, we're selling our scripts to make our next movie, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we we're trying to figure out, Hey, how much can we, we make this for? Yeah. We want to get right. But we also want to get it made. And yeah. so for other indie filmmakers and young filmmakers out there, make the writing kick ass, get a kick ass cast and, and direct your ass off. And you know what?
people will respond. You can shoot it in a garage, man. It doesn't matter. That's 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 a great point because I was I was going to circle back to yours as well, sort of off the back of the question that I asked about the, the set. Is that you don't feel like you you need anymore? You know, if it's relevant to the story, it tells a story. It's perfect for that. Why why should you have to, you know, just show that you can go all over the place to you know it's gratuitous and you don't need it. So yeah, cool. I'm going to sure. give away a little secret here, but we were shooting. I'm going to say day five, day six, whatever. And uh, we're trying to do um, day for night, mm -hmm. right? So we have to darken the entire room, make the whole experience dark. It's beautiful and sunny outside. Uh, uh, kudos to our lighting guy, our DP. Like, again, Laffrey Whitbrod, like, the, the brain on this kid is just, like, his pictures, his images. Um, and I want to follow up with the lighting scheme. But, like, mm -hmm. let me just say that he made these rooms look so uniquely different even though they were in the same home yeah we turned rooms around we literally would we physically moved furniture so that the way the room was set up originally it was completely the opposite to get away from showing window or showing light or just okay. like and and I know that there are other cinematographers out there there are other directors who, who understand that yeah. and they've done that and like having the ability to have somebody like laugh on set who does that and bring that experience and that knowledge to us. It was great to watch for one. It saved us time and money. And then, you know, not only that, he lit every room differently to match every lighting um, color for each character. So I've, you I've heard you say, I've heard on another interview that, and I find, find that fascinating. You know? I was fascinated. And he <laughs> skills from it. And he said, I want you to take a look at Dean's lighting. I want you to take a look at Val's lighting. And I'm looking at these pictures and I'm going, oh, wow. So like Val was green. Uh, Dean had like an amber hue. I, actually, they wanted me to be in pitch black darkness. And I was like, what, me? Val, emote, Dean, where's <laughs> dark? It's it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of time. Like, you can't see your face, Dean. That's the point. <laughs> Why we're doing it. Why we do esque It's okay. It's fine, man. <laughs> Go with it. No way, buddy. You were fantastic. No Every, way. Everyone was fantastic in this film. Well, there's one thing I was gonna I was gonna reserve it. It's a shame Val isn't on because this was reserved for her, actually, but I'll I'll pass it on to you guys. Is while I was watching this. Um, and I love this with indie films is when I have a moment, I'm like, I know who they are, but I can't place them. And it was Val and I had seen her in something else recently. And it was great that I was watching this. I was like, yeah, who is she? I've seen her before. So I went back through her, um, what she's done before and derailed again, you know, going through all the horror films and, and you know, we pick up any horror film we we see that that looks and sounds remotely interesting. We land on and, and she was in that. So you know, again, for me, that was great because there's someone there, for, you know, for me at least, that I, I, I already, I, I already had that draw to. I, was like, I just can't understand why, it, you know. And it, it, it was, yeah. It's, since, we're going to let her know you. We're going to let her know you said I'll that. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. You should interview her about that process. I will say this about that. Yeah. Um, you know how they say, you know, I've been acting for a minute and that's kind of just like the sarcasm for, yeah. so Val had literally been acting for a minute. No, literally acting for like a minute. <laughs> and, and she had done a role with like, she got this pilot with uh, Leo Rossi um, that she did and, and then came home from that 
to literally be the head of the of the production for derailed in philadelphia wow i've never done it but physically she built that train car hired a crew found a crew to build that life-size train car they dug a hole filled the hole with water and submerged that that was our first feature film as a production manager wow I'm just going to throw that out. And she'll, she'll tell you worst experience. She may even tell you like, I can't even believe I survived it. Oh no. You know, I think she met a bunch of people and she learned a whole lot, but Mm. um, you know, it's interesting. I cannot wait to tell her that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. That's just super cool. Yeah. Just just a powerful, you know, I I, that image because I wasn't involved in that project uh, at all. And I I knew Val at the Val at the time, but um, to know that Val had, she didn't even know what was happening, but she was able to <laughs> get it done because like, that's how good she is. That's she's incredible. Forceful as hell. She is like, she's fierce. That's the greatest mm. word for Val. She's fierce yeah. and extremely loyal. Beautiful. That's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that spared that story. Cause I mean, I look at it even, you know, in a different light. Cause that, I've, I've, I've come across these horror films before. And again, I'm kind of like, I've seen some really, really naff ones. And I mean, again, didn't know what to expect, but it's one of those that was like, something about this is it's different, you know, first because I'm still watching that, I suppose, as well. But, you know, the story was intriguing. It had a great twist at the end as well that even for me, I wasn't really expecting. And, you know, after all the horror films that are out there and everyone seems to be doing one and all the similarities, there's nothing new. Anytime I could find something with a twist is, is yeah. brilliant. So I'm um, wow. When you Kudos have her that. on, Chris, when you have her on, you have to say, Welcome aboard, Val. <laughs> I will I will write that down. First lines in the movie. Welcome aboard. Say so welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. I'll do that. Thank you for that, Pete. That's, That's brilliant. Yeah. This yeah. this this has been this has been truly fantastic. I've loved having you guys on, and we, we will start to to wrap it up now. But um, I will give you the floor for a couple of minutes because you know we've talked about the film, um, but we haven't we haven't really told people where they can find it and everything. So I'll give you the floor, sort of direct people to where they can find out more, where they can view it, where they can find you guys as well, um, if they want to find out more about you know your your future products and news and everything. So. The film is available uh, in the States. The film is available on Tubi, um, Plex, and then the film is also on Amazon Prime and uh, Vimeo. So you can get it on all of those because uh, I understand in the UK, there is, you guys don't have Tubi, right? We don't. So. No, no, we don't. I got it on Amazon Prime. Plex, though, that's interesting. I might have a look and see because yeah, I Plex. have that, but I don't know if it's different over here. So. Yeah, no, it's it's on Plex as cool. well. And uh, so please, everyone, go out and check it out. The thing that's so good about Tubi and Plex is it's free. So uh, <laughs> free is always good. Um, so please check it out. And, um, you know, Game we're, Day we're the film, our GameDayTheFilm.com. Yeah. I think there's an actual, you know, entry button there for Amazon Prime and also uh, cool. Vimeo. So if you go to GameDayTheFilm or GameDayTheMovie.com, you can find the link that way as well. Yep, awesome. gamedatamovie.com. It is there, and uh, we're working on the next one. And we're we're you know fortunate en- enough and blessed enough to be acting uh, away and doing stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, but please, man, uh, please go out and check out Game Day, Tubi, Plex, Amazon Prime, Vimeo, 
and I think there's going to be actually a couple more coming down the pike as well. Cool. And then also I'll be uh, on the corner selling mangoes, peanuts, and, and you know, DVDs of, of the movie. And I'm man. in Philly selling soft pretzels and hot dogs. So uh, <laughs> you got your dirty water dogs here. You got your pretzels. Um, we're doing everything we can to make $11 more dollars to make the next film. <laughs> Game day was made for eleven fifty. Okay. What more can you ask for? No, seriously, seriously, I I think we need people to see this and understand the, you know, the independent film market, like people make films. Mm. And Dean and I talk about this all the time. Doesn't matter what town it is. Doesn't have to be Hollywood. It could be any town USA, we'll say. But, you know, you put the right team together Mm. and, you know, and you all invest in and not just money. I'm talking about time and energy and your abilities you can make something pretty spectacular. And yeah. we're hoping that when people see this the way you did, Chris, mm. they'll see that the production value in this is it, it's, it's extremely high. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it is. it's well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, guys, you know, there's lot, there's live music. Uh, there's theater that isn't Broadway uh, that isn't produced by, you know, Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, um, all kinds of books written by all kinds of terrific authors out there. And, you know, uh, there's, there's independent film and mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is out there for people to enjoy. It does not need to be produced or made by Sony or, or, you know, um, some gigantic corporation. There's a lot of valid, amazing things out there. And man, we live in a, we live in a golden age where we have so much at our fingertips. We can see so much content, Hey, some of it's not worth the shit. Some of it is phenomenal, man. And there's mm. just so much stuff out there to be seen. Um, so at any rate, uh, we want you folks to go out and check it. And we really appreciate you having us, Chris. Hey, uh, anytime, you. anytime, anytime. And write, and write that horror script, man. I will. You you have inspired me. I, I, I Podcasting ironically came along, well, COVID came along and put paid to all the projects I was working on it just stopped dead. And I, I, I lost all my, my inspiration mainly because one of the ones I was writing was about a virus. And I was like, I can't write that now. Oh. Um, so, you know, speaking to guys like yourself, um, once this series comes to an end, you know, at the end of November, I'm going back to my writing. So spoiler there for anyone who follows my work. Um, but speaking to guys like you really does inspire me to, to pick that up again, you know, and, and, you know, these kind of things are possible. So thank you. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, you're welcome back on when your when your new project is is out or about to be out, when you can talk about it more. Always a space there for you. We would, we would love to do it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for giving us a chance to spread the word about the film. And uh, you're, you're, you're a terrific host. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. No, all the best, guys. Thanks again. Thank you, Chris.